1: There's joy in every journey.
2: And a pleasant good evening to everyone and welcome to the Saints Hour, a special training camp edition on the Community Coffee New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Mike costs along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Aber were given giving Christian a little extra hour of sleep as he gets ready for practice tomorrow, yeah. practice today. <laughs> and they went as expected to, you know, had, they only had two cuts to make, the Saints did. So it wasn't, a you know, uh, like... Five, like that's a lot, right? But they went from eighty-five to eighty, so they're at eighty right now, just like all the other teams who made the moves uh to eighty today by three o'clock central. And a lot of teams were like the Saints; most of them had made one or two cuts along the way, so they were their rosters were like at eighty-two, eighty-three. And as you look at the eighty, and it's funny because as I was walking in, you and Christian were talking about. The, the new way of doing it, you know, 90, 85, 80. And I haven't had a chance to really kind of flush it out with them, but we talked last week with Mickey Loomis, and he doesn't like this plan. He doesn't like the way it's done where you make this kind of large, you know, incre- small incremental cuts, and then, boom, you know, you cut down to, uh, to the 53, and then really right. you're 16. I mean, it's 69 players. I think the, the uniqueness about the way it's done now is that for the first time, I'm probably going to get to a question at some point, Bob. I'm not really yeah, sure. Yeah, but no, for the no, first no, time, ahead. think about it. I Think of how what an advantage it would have been to you that I, I would have told you, OK, Bobby, after your fourth preseason game with Atlanta or New Orleans, I'm going to give you 16 days to work with the 53. You're not going to work with a bunch of guys. You're not going to have five days to do it. You're going to have... Until September well, but, 12th.
3: But, but that's, like a, that's like a different training camp. Right. I and mean, it's
2: just your people. You, it's no, about
3: your us, offense and your us, defense. Us, it's more than two weeks. It's 16 days. Yeah. I think that's more than two weeks. Yeah. So it's like a, 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 you almost have a bye before, before the season starts. So uh, look, I think you got to take advantage of that. I still think, and um, I hope the owners don't get mad at me. They've already been mad at me in the past, so going back to 1990. But um, uh, anyway, with the the free agency thing, but I think uh, why 53? (laughs) I don't know. I like round numbers. Why not 60? Okay, we have 60 active players and. Why even have an an inactive list? I mean, I'm like, come on. Because you got to pay him extra money. Yes, (laughs) that's like, but but wouldn't it be in the best interest of the fans that, okay, you have 60 active players and they're available every game. You don't have to worry who's inactive, who's active. I I think it'd just be a better product. You'd have more special teams players. You'd have more players who contribute. Uh, Because I understand back in the day, uh, when it's a bottom line and and, and uh, the profit and but come on, it's so ridiculous right now the value of these NFL teams that I think it'd be a nice even number that we have 60 players who make a team and everybody's active. Well, let me, <laughs> I believe me. I think you. I kind of feel awesome. like maybe
2: we're going in that direction. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> think about so we're at 53, and I think you'd end up dressing like 48, right? Right, and then so, but you got 69. So to me, they've they have, and this is a terrible way to get to that point which was covid but they finally kind of have what would you might call a farm system of mine yes. I mean, you got guys you can develop uh, and you don't really have to kind of take the possibility of losing them right uh to the waiver sometimes you do but you have three opportunities to pull those guys up now so i think i think that's an, an interesting aspect out of covid that i think is beneficial but i'm like uh, you too i'm like it's, you you Got to cut down five guys inactive on Sunday for what? Well,
3: well, well, and to me, if you truly, if it's all about the fans and the product, well, don't the fans and don't you want to put the best product? I know the TV people want the best product because that's what the fans want. So that that's why I just think it'd be a better product. The more player – and it's more jobs. Who's against um, more jobs or more opportunities, uh, you know, for players? So I, I just think eventually that's probably the next collective bargaining agreement that you you see something in that and that they could solidify that and get more opportunities.
2: Well, I, I will I will give the NFL credit in that I do think they took what happened in COVID and didn't, didn't just go back to way, the right. way it was. They said, okay, well, what worked? What didn't work? Is, is, right. is this better? And I think – You know, because they've been tinkering with it. It was like four guys that, you know, that could, two guys last year that could come up from the practice squad elevation. Now it's three, but you only got eight. Activations to me that that's kind of slip, not necessarily slip through the crowd, but you got eight guys. Yes, or or you can bring up eight activations. It could be one guy twice, whatever. Eight is not
3: a lot. No, it's not a lot. And and the other thing I think they did, uh, I'm, I'm I'm glad they, I'm glad they tweaked this was um, the whole okay once you put a player on IR, they can not never come back that right. season. Right. What? I mean, you're not hurt forever. No, you can really be hurt, but how you recover. So I think that's a good thing. He designate that that uh, listen because think about this on the back end. This might help Tampa Bay in their offensive line. Right uh, when you talk about okay somebody's hurt, they really hurt. They're not playing at the beginning of the year. In old school, you put them on injured reserve. Well, you can't count on them until 2023, where I think they're doing the right thing. Where you have an IR. Where you could desert and you could come back. But I don't, but yeah. they,
2: the, the the people that Tampa has lost, Aaron Stinney right. and Nielsen, I don't believe they're
3: done. No, no, they're, they're done. No, 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 they're, they're, done. And they're then, done. And then they lost the, the top linemen, uh one to retirement, one went to the Bengals. So, no, I'll tell you, Hoss, I'd be so disappointed right now in paper if we don't give the Buccaneers the business week two. And I'll tell you, Tom Brady wants to, we've, we've gotten after him and he wants to step up in the pocket. No, uh, Tom Brady might re-retire. He might be yeah, like, I came <laughs> I'm back. I'm sure he's probably going,
2: wait a minute, this was not what I signed up <laughs> yeah, for. Yeah. I, this was not the offensive line I signed up for. Because he wanted Nielsen. Nielsen was the first guy he made the team sign when he came back.
3: Yes, and, and, and because Holly plays. And you can have Julio Jones. You can have all these weapons and all that. I'm, I'm telling you how Tom plays. And, you know, t- Tom Brady was the number two quarterback as far as getting rid of the football. You know, like when you count 1,001, 1,002. How you getting rid of the ball? No, Tom Brady knows where to go with the ball. But if it's like you can't even get, like, 1,001, throw it, bam. What? And, and uh, who's really open? Uh, so, no, I'm telling you, that's uh, David on your mind and all that. We need to do stunts. We need to give him the business right up the middle because he's not going to run all around. So, I'm telling you, I am I, – and I think a lot of people, you know, they all look at the skill position because of fantasy football. But as far as Tampa Bay winning the NFC South, simply because of the injuries to Tampa Bay, I think right now on paper, now we got to go out and do it, that I think we got a great chance to win the NFC South. Not just be a wild card, because when Tom Brady came back, I was like, ah, and I, I, I'm like, I don't know. I still think we're a playoff team and get the double-digit wins, but Tom Brady's still there even though we've had his number, and uh, the success that they've had in the past with, with Tom Brady. But I'm telling you, with their offensive line, uh, they're talking about being snake-bit uh, because it, it happens in bunches. Right. And the what they do on the O-line. And, and, and I'll look at, look at our O-line last year, in the quarterback situation. No, it does make a difference. And you, know, you can have all the skilled people in the world, but it does matter, especially how Tom Brady plays that he needs those guys up front.
2: Got to step aside. Lots more coming up in this hour. It's the special training camp edition of the Saints Hour. We'll hear from... Nephi Sewell, the linebacker who's been very impressive. We're here from Dennis Allen talking about Taysom Hill and Caden Ellis and others. So keep it right here. The Saints Hour Training Camp Edition on the Community Coffee New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Welcome back to the Saints Hour Training Camp Edition. Mike Hawks along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Aber. And today is Taysom Hill's 32nd birthday. So he turned 31 last year, and he was in the battle with Jameis at the time. He was a quarterback. That's the night the Saints hosted Jacksonville, he threw a touchdown pass. I think to Callaway. So, so, and how, so think, how, think think of the year that's changed th- this guy's life. So from 31 to 32, now he's not a quarterback. Now he's a tight end.
3: So he's 32 years of age. 32 years today. Yeah. You know who else is uh, he shares a birthday with? Uh, this guy's pretty famous, Sonny Jurgensen. Yeah. Number Sonny nine, Jer- baby. Sonny Jurgensen Jer- is 88. Oh, I feel. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Sonny Jurgensen. I grew up.
2: I grew up outside of the Washington area. He yes. Was, he was a. He was a <laughs> legend. Right. But Billy old, Kilmer would the, come in
3: with and, the arrow in the helmet and stuff, and, and he would
2: come in, and Billy Kilmer would kind of muck it up for three quarters, and Sonny Jurgensen Jer- would hobble yeah, out there yeah. and throw down and outs to Charlie Taylor all the way well, down well, the field. Well, well, just,
3: well, well, Taysom Hill and Sonny Jurgensen Jer- share a birthday. And, go. uh, now, Gosh, that hurts. Now uh, you know this is my. Heard a little bit too because while I talk about uh, a beautiful individual, Uh, I dream a genie. Barbara Eden is 91 today. Wow. Yeah, okay, who
2: We're no, the wrong guys to be hosting yeah, this show. Yeah. We're like,
3: Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah, who, who, I I dream of genie, what is that? Okay, yeah, yeah like yeah, Barbara Eaton. You know, that During was the, the first day. that was the first one to kinda of expose the ballet, right, uh right. you know, and the costumes on TV. Oh, I don't know if you could do that, but she's ninety one wow. and wow. So I eighty eight and he got Taysom Hill what turning thirty two. Thirty two. Yeah.
2: And so <laughs> it's been an interesting camp for him. He's been injured some yeah, there's some injured ribs, got into the game. Uh, against Green Bay again, the move to tight end. Although I think, who knows where, where where we'll see Taysom? Let's listen to head coach Saints head coach Dennis Allen talking about the progress, at least for Taysom.
1: I think he's done a nice job.
2: Um, you know, the unfortunate thing for him is is that he's missed a lot of time with injury um, throughout this training camp, and so you know I don't know if he's exactly where we want him to be right now, um, but yet he's still going to keep progressing. Um, he, he's, he's, he's functioning in roles that he's been used to doing. Um, he's just spent more time in the tight end room, kind of understanding a few of the intricacies of playing that position. So, um, you know, I think he was just basically, you know, walk through an individual today. So, um, you know, hopefully we'll be able to continue to progress him.
3: You know, Hoss. uh, I look at, out. I look at that tight end room. Uh, To me, that has still concerned me because it seems like in the past, boy, I know how, whether it was Sean Payton or whether it's Pete Carmichael, they want to utilize the tight end. I mean, Jimmy Graham is off the chart. Drew Brees helped Jimmy Graham get paid a lot of money. And look, at Jimmy Graham goes to uh, Seattle and even uh, in Green Bay. uh, I mean, wherever he's been. No, it didn't necessarily work out like it did in the Sean Payton uh, Pete Carmichael offense with Drew Brees and, uh, and, and Jimmy Graham. But I'll look at the tight end position. And I'll look at Adam Troutman. Now he's given a, he, we want him to work out. He's going into his third season, but isn't there still a lot of questions mark, marks uh, on the tight end whether it's Adam Troutman. Whether it's Jawan Johnson, we're trying to develop him from last season. Nick Vanette, we bring in the veteran from the Broncos. So to me, that's still a question mark right now. And Taysom's a part of that. And, uh, you know, they have plays to utilize Taysom Hill at the tight end position. They're not going to show in preseason what they show maybe against in the first month of the season or whether he's at quarterback or he's in the slot or or different routes. Uh, The the one thing I kind of felt bad about. uh, for Ian Book was like, Come on, Taysom, you can't slip. That, <sighs> that seemed like a good pass, and then Taysom falls down and then the ball's intercepted. So I mean that's one position I can tell you right now, it's kinda like, Arr. and you wanna talk about production uh going in the last couple of seasons? Boy, the tight tight end position nothing to write home about. And considering okay, Jerry Cook. We all remember Jerry Cook. Uh, I I mean, Jerry Cook, who's now uh, with last year. Remember with the Chargers. We let him go, and he had— It's it's not Jerry, is it? Jerry
2: Cook. Jerry Cook, I'm sorry.
3: Yeah, he basically had 50 catches, uh, almost 600 yards, and uh, now we let him go. He was productive in a Saints uniform, but but what in the hell happened? You remember when he fumbled in the Mm -hmm. postseason? Cost me. What? Come on. And, and so really, as far as producing at the tight end position with a quarterback can count on, Jerry Cook's been the last tight end he can count on, and he produced uh, uh, last year for Justin Herbert in San Diego. Now, I mean, uh, with the Chargers in Los Angeles, but he's not there no more. But we have not had – now, hopefully that's different this season, but we have not had that tight end production that we need. Because I know Sean Payton, Pete Carmichael, they know how to utilize the tight end with this offense.
2: Let me just say two things. First off, while we're in the correction mode, let me correct. For whatever reason, I, I said Nielsen and I meant Ryan Jensen. He's the he's the, he's yeah, the yeah. Buccaneer center. But I did say uh, that's my bad. I did say Nielsen, but it is Ryan Jensen and Aaron Steny, uh who I you know of course I know because he went to James Madison. So let's correct that. So I, this is you were talking about the production of the tight end. I'm yeah, gonna, I'm going to throw even the wide receivers in that. So last yeah. year. And I've said a couple times. In fact, let's do this on the other side of the break. But we're going to talk about a stat that, to me, certainly signifies what was the 2021 season for the wide receivers and tight ends. We're going to step aside. It's the Saints Hour, training camp edition on the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. Welcome back, everyone, to a special training camp edition of the Saints Hour. Mike Hoffs along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Bear, and we were asked and talked about earlier that Barbara Eden had passed away at 91 years old, and we got a text uh, asking, well, what was she, like 50 when she played that role? That show was on 40 years ago. Well, of course, Bobby and I spent the commercial break yeah. digging it up. We yeah. didn't dig up any Saints news, but we got we got some Barbara Eden news. Yeah, well,
3: who doesn't know, like, uh, I mean, old school, I mean, it'd be like, I don't know, they have listeners like Gilligan's Island, I Dream of Jeannie Bewidge, but Barbara Well, we figured out she was born in
2: 1931, and so the show was on from 65 to 70. That's it. Five years that show was on. We're still talking about it. So she was 34 when that show started in 1965.
3: Yeah. so uh, Still very, very lovely. Yeah. So uh, that's why 5397. No, you see repeat. You might have seen a repeat. That show was uh, more than 40 years. It was like 50 years plus. Come on.
2: (laughs) Amazing. But you think about shows that were such... You know, part of our, our our community and history, and 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 they were like mash, but they was like like 15 years. This show is on five years. Right, you know, right. You know, a sitcom on five years now doesn't mean anything. Yeah, it
3: doesn't mean it's, th- it's it, it, it. doesn't mean anything. And then you look at like uh, the continuation of Seinfeld and all that. But uh, I know we've gone off on a tangent. But that's uh, all right. But look, we got I, plenty
2: I, of time to talk football.
3: But but, but I still uh, think uh, that was impressive to me uh, that as a little boy, Sonny Jurgensen. Yeah, you know who you look up to, and and um, you know going back like Billy Kilmer, the association uh, with the Washington Redskins, then uh, Sonny Jurgensen, how he comes to the Saints, and yep. then over the Hill Gang. What he does, to the Washington Redskins. The Hogs. The, the, yeah, hey, the, the Hogs.
2: You're, and, you're, you're in my wheelhouse now, man. Yeah, but
3: but and, and probably one of the most boring Super Bowls was when uh, the Dolphins had undefeated season when they beat the, yep. the Redskins in George 14-7. Allen. 14-7. Yeah. And then Gary Uprimian. Gary Premier, you Premier, him, you know, Bass yeah, caught you know, the t- touchdown. Throwing, like the backward passes as yep. a kicker. So, yeah, you remember you know, a little nostalgic there. But, uh, so, yep.
2: we, we went to break and we were talking about You were talking initially about the tight end production. And so, last year, wide receivers and tight ends were, unfortunately, last in the NFL for combined receptions per game at 11.8. That's combined receptions per game. And I had made a note, like, that was like a typical game in 2019 for Mike Thomas, right? Right, right, by himself. Right, but for your entire wide receiver group and – tight ends to average less than 12 receptions a game. Just like you said, that is an area. Not, I mean, you can't argue with how they've well, how they've changed the wide uh, receiver room, but they still got six tight ends. I mean, like they they, some of those cats got to go.
3: Yeah, yeah, no, that's why I think if I say who's here and who's not here, the one thing Nick Vanette got going for him because I think he's underachieved. I think he can contribute more, but I think he knows how to run block. But we want more than that. Uh, I think Adam Troutman, now he has to stay healthy. We need Adam Troutman to produce, let's say for a month. I'm not even asking the whole season, like he did for the Eagles game. He was outstanding in the Eagles game. I want to say he had about two and a half quarters, like 60-something yards, and then he gets hurt. And then I think he's dealing with injury right now again, so I don't know if it's bad luck. And then you got Jawan Johnson. Okay, Ken Jawan Johnson, didn't he come out like gangbusters against Green Bay last year to kick off the season? Good job. And job. that's the way it is. And, and then he disappeared.
2: But that, I don't, <laughs> you know, I, I don't think that his routes impressed Sean very much and he got in Sean's doghouse. But I will say – He has uh, late late uh, in camp though, he, Hoss, He's, he's a, doing I know, better. I, I agree because he's had a full year. He was He's a converted wide receiver. Uh, to me, I I think there's, there's two sides to this. And I think either – most people that we talk to at camp, you're either uh Jawan Johnson fan or you're not, right? And I just – so he catches – he had 13 receptions in 2021. Thirteen.
3: And it four, seemed like that was at the beginning of the year. Right.
2: Four of them were f- for touchdowns. And he missed four games. So he missed four games for COVID. So his, la- his f- last game against the Falcons, he had one catch, five yards, touchdown. First game, three receptions, 21 yards, Two touchdowns. So if you just book in those two games, he had four receptions for only 26 yards, but three touchdowns. He yeah. just has a nose for that. Yeah,
3: but the thing is, if you could uh, get in the red zone and you could be counted upon, uh, you know, that we're going to target you and you're going to score, yes, then you're converting and you're not having to settle for field goals. No, that, that, that I mean, that is huge. That, that speaks volumes right there. But again, it's, uh, I'm, I'm kind of the wait and see approach until they go get it done in the tight end position. The one guy I have hope in, because I know he's a football player, is Taysom Hill. See, as far as Adam Troutman, eh, wait and see. Juwan Johnson, eh, and Nick Vanette, uh, don't just be a run blocker. Help it out there. So I know Taysom Hill, if they put him in the right position, is that he could do so many things that I know he's a football player at the highest level, and that, that means the NFL level. Uh, that Now, the thing with him uh, can he stay healthy? Hopefully he's not snake bit, but it can not be one thing after the other. You know why uh, all of a sudden Taysom Hill was under the radar in, in the NFL, coming into the NFL? Because he was always hurting Brigham Young. He was hurt. It's not that he couldn't play. He's like hell-bent for leather. Now, being a good Mormon, he might not like that I'm saying that, but 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 he was like a guy that was so aggressive and how he played that he beat up himself. Now, when he came with the Saints, and we stole him from the Packers, because uh, they really, Green Bay wanted him. Yeah, trying to hide it. Yes, and we got him. And then he was playing aggressive, but he never got hurt. So hopefully, it's not one thing after the other. Oh, Liz Frank. Oh, then it's the ribs. Oh, this the hopefully because because he's not soft. Oh, God. Taysom Hill. It's almost his worst enemy sometimes, because how he plays. But that's what we love him. That's why he's such an outstanding football player, because the skill set he has and how aggressive he is.
2: So, as we go to break, in 2021, he was out five games. He played through a mallet finger, which just to me it sounds like impossible for a quarterback. He had a concussion, COVID, plantar fasciitis, and the Liz Frank. Like that sounds like a career of injuries. That was that cat's one. Season now hold on, before we go to break,
3: do you know what a mallet finger is, Well I don't even know what that even is. Uh, it sounds like it's bad for a quarterback. I don't know mallet fingers <laughs> like you just get a mallet and you just smash your I, finger. It, no, it's
2: it's one of the digits. Oh, now okay, we got to like look that. it up in a break. Yeah,
3: yeah, 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 yeah. yeah <laughs> mallet finger. I'm like, what?
2: <laughs> I actually used to know. I got to take take a break here. It's the Saints Hour, special training camp edition on the Community Coffee New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Welcome back. It is the Saints Hour, a training camp edition on the Community Coffee New Orleans Saints Network. Mike Haas, along with Bobby Aber, couple. We're, you know, we're like the senior citizens of the media group. Yes, now, of course. You know course. what I mean? I mean, yeah, I covered. Yeah. I got here in '89. You were here before you, you, that. You actually. Covered so I me, covered Hoss. you. Of
3: course. Are you kidding me? You remember Lacrosse, La- La Wisconsin? It was Lacrosse? Well, the, the weather? The, the,
2: the year hey. sitting out and pounding on your door <laughs> yeah. over on the North Shore. We want to talk to Bobby. Yeah.
3: yeah. So Haas, did it remind you though? Did you reflect back? Oh you, yes. You, you probably haven't been back. Have you been back to no, Wisconsin? Wisconsin? No. So when you went there and you have training camp weather. He goes oh this reminds me of the way Lacrosse. it is. Huh? It
2: was um, it was beautiful. Yeah yeah it the, was unbelievable.
3: So yeah, I it think really about was. 30 years previous and in Yen, the Wisconsin. No that was the place I loved the cheese league. Yep. And going up there you had about five teams within did. a two-hour bus ride. You had the Cheese River Falls, Lacrosse. You had the Vikings, Packers, Bears in Platteville. So I think that was a good concept. But now you've got these indoor right. facilities and you don't have to worry about going to the gym and you have this. So it doesn't yeah, you know,
2: they want to be around their fan base. They but, but, want to be around
3: their fan base. But I think that's – you know where I could say two plates off the top of my head where you'd want to go to training camp and practice against? Uh, I would say uh, Green Bay or, or, or Minnesota – or go out to Oxnard, uh, the Cowgirls, are, cause, or, or the Rams or Chargers out there. Yeah. That, then you're not dealing with inclement weather. And right. as far as you know, you're getting a lot done in practice. My
2: very first training camp covering any team, I was in Lubbock, Texas. And so we went to Thousand Oaks, California for a week to cover the Cowboys. That's where they were had their training camp. Just beautiful. Every day was like, just the same as the day before Groundhog Day, just beautiful and sunny.
3: Yeah, and no, no, you don't have to worry about the lightning, and you can practice, nope. and you don't have to worry about the heat index. Is it 110 or whatever? No, you, you actually accomplish a line practice. So I think the Saints uh, welcomed that when they went up to Green Bay uh, to have practice. Now, I think it was a rude awakening. You know, they are in the Dome, uh, and, you know, for the fans on Sunday. We're on Monday— uh, it's amazing. They were a little sluggish on Monday, and the defense dominated offense. But then you get into air conditioning, which is like uh, the Caesar Superdome and the indoor facility. Had a little pep in our step uh, today uh, with the offense, and he was highly competitive. And like Dennis Allen said, I think it was one of the better practices today. We've had all training camp.
2: One of the bright spots, and we've talked a lot about Chris Olave, we learned a lot about the linebacker, Nephi Sewell, who we've been calling Nephi uh, (laughs) since they arrived. But he said it's Nephi. Right, he said it's Nephi Sewell. So today, is you and Christian with him today?
3: Yeah, we were Christian and I uh, talked to Nephi Sewell. Boy, we talk about a great, outstanding individual. Uh, And I'm always intrigued because I like geography and all around the world from American Samoa. And they love American football. And uh, now, they good, upstanding citizens, but they got some Samoan badasses that, uh, that, that, that I think uh, could play football at the highest level, and football scouts are aware of that, uh, that, that they like uh, that Samoan background of these type players.
5: Let's listen in. Hi, Nephi, um, well in the camp. How do you feel like you're playing? How do you feel like you're doing?
3: I uh, feel pretty good. You know, still
6: continuing to learn from the veterans who have been here, and then the guys who have just been part of the program. Uh, Just learning some tips and uh, little things about the defense to help me understand it more. But, you know, I feel pretty good. You know, just continue to learn from Hodges and Coach Trailer. How much have you picked the brain of your brother? The one in uh, Detroit? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, you know, a lot. He was just telling me, um, you know, going into training camp, you got to have a, you know, straight mind. You know, keep your focus in the moment because you let it go away from what you're trying to accomplish here. Then maybe one day you're going to slip off. But, you know, he said it's going to be a grind. But, you know, just like anything we've done, we've always, you know, grinded. And, you know, this is where we ended up.
5: Do you feel like speed is probably your biggest one of your biggest
6: assets? Yeah, for sure. Um, You know, coming from to safety to linebacker, I always trusted my speed. And always am going to use my speed. But at the same time, there are certain things in my game that I have learned from playing linebacker the last couple years and, you know, strengthening those things as well.
3: And Nephi, do you think uh, by coming from a football family that you're representing that Sewell name and and it it seems like that good bloodline uh, definitely has produced football players?
6: Yes, definitely. You know, uh, our family has been blessed with, you know, the genes and uh, I've all been blessed to, you know, carry on our I guess careers to this point and then you know Noah's coming out soon so I'm sure you know a lot of people are raving about him but,
3: so i uh, you know, excited uh, for
6: him as well
3: are you proud of uh, I'm about, de- boy, definitely you,
6: proud you, of all of us you know
3: and looking at the Utah Utes I mean yeah. uh, right there they maybe they play next week so it could be against Florida yeah you know on the road but uh, they could be a dark horse considering all the starters they got come back I think it's like 14 starters yeah come back so they could they could surprise a few people
6: no they will they will
3: <laughs> they will Nephi. um, So,
5: what's the translation of your first name? Nephi. Okay. So, so,
6: Nephi. No, no. However you want to. But
5: I guess is that? I mean, in English, is there a translation? Does it it have a meaning?
6: Uh, it's it's just a name my mom chose. Okay. I got you. All
5: right. When did you start playing football?
6: I was ten or eleven. One of those two. Ten or eleven. It was a little league, AYF in American Samoa. Started off as a quarterback. Because all the, I guess, big skill people had to wear an X on their helmet, so they okay. couldn't play okay. the wide receiver or anything. But, you know, I started off quarterback and then carried on as a running back. And then, actually, when I got to college, I actually played more defense. So,
3: so Nephi, when, when you look at American Samoa, how they've embraced American football, mm-hmm. you know, you go around the world, you say football, you think you're talking about soccer, and you look in the Pacific uh, Rugby. Mm-hmm. I like the All Blacks, how uh, popular that is. But it seems like American football has really, it's like, I don't know, farm system. They got an American Samoa. And what's the connection to like to Utah? Is it some coach, individual, I like, like University you. of uh, Utah? Because I, I know a lot of times Samoans, uh, the Mormon faith. A lot, a a be lot a of, of bring Polinesians you yeah, yeah, Polines- yeah.
6: more. I, I feel like that's probably like, the biggest thing is you know, uh, the religion. You know, a lot of people from the islands are you know converting into the lds um church and then i think that leads to people wanting to move to utah where uh, the lds church is big and you know majority of the people around the state is lds yeah.
5: how much did you watch junior sale uh, i mean i know
6: i watched a lot of his highlights yeah i uh, wasn't able to watch any games but uh, you know he's a great player uh, rest in love to junior sale but uh great player great instincts you know uh, to me, best linebacker in the league by far.
3: He actually played against um, uh, Nephi. I played against, uh, you know, when I think of the type player that he was. The one thing I can remember how I would, I would attack when he was in San Diego Chargers, he was so aggressive on like, fill in, like run fill mm-hmm. that I'd get him on some play actions. Yeah, and because if he knew it was a pass, you know, he could pass coverage. But I had to trick him uh, to have success. I also feel
6: like him. back then, you know, uh, football back then was run heavy, Right, right so I right. feel like you know a lot of linebackers <laughs> back in the day would bite on the, the run. Right. right.
5: <laughs> what kind of feedback are you getting uh, from the coaching staff?
6: Uh, just continue to you know uh, play hard uh, throughout you know defense and special teams. Uh, continue to trust my instincts, uh, uh, whatever my first read key or my secondary read key, you know. Uh, continue trusting uh, play fast
5: how much are you looking forward to friday night in particular not building
6: oh i'm excited you know uh, going into practice sunday and even though it wasn't filled there were still quite a lot of fans and uh, i was actually shocked by how what the turnout was so you know i'm excited to play in front of all the fans and everything especially in the supernome so that would be nice
5: they'll never be short on support for you guys the fan base they're, uh, they're, they'll, they'll, uh, be no, they'll be yeah, there real quickly
3: yeah the who that nations could be for you. be there and you could be a fan favorite I just thump a few people, uh, they'll, they'll be wearing Nephi uh, Sewell jerseys. So. <laughs> Nephi, thanks again. Appreciate it. Good luck. Appreciate it. All right. Thank you. All
2: right. Thank you. Man. Nephi Sewell, the Saints Hour Training Camp Edition, back after this break on the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints
4: Radio Network. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on What's in Your Podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive.
0: Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step and into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.
1: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
2: Well, Welcome back to the Saints Hour Training Camp Edition. Mike Haas along with Bobby Abair here on the Community Coffee New Orleans Saints Radio Network. We gave Christian a little hour off on this Tuesday night and I want to... Let's do a little housekeeping here. We talked earlier in the show about the mallet finger that Taysom Hill played through. And that's yeah. an injury to the end of the finger that causes it to bend inwards to the palm. So if you stick your finger straight out, then just the very tip bends down towards your palm. Uh, it's about the tendon connecting to the muscle of the finger bone. It's stretched or torn. And that's what Taysom well, played through. And,
3: and especially if it's your throwing hand. If it was his left hand, I'd say, ah, that's that's nothing. Uh, but if it's his throwing hand and he's playing quarterback, yes. That, that does make a difference. Now, uh, I still think you catch the ball with tight end if that would occur again. Or if you're a lineman, uh, offensive lineman and defensive lineman, they got jacked fingers all over. It's yeah. amazing if you see these older players oh, yeah. like Steve Cornell. And and they just sometimes, their fingers are crooked, just let it, it heal that way. They don't even re-break them to straighten them out. So no, uh, if you're playing quarterback, how your hand is, no, that does make a mallet finger. That is a serious injury because uh, how it affects you throwing the football.
2: So be some familiar faces at Caesar Superdome, seven o'clock Friday night. It's the Saints hosting. The Los Angeles Chargers, uh, Will Clapp, the offensive lineman who was with the Saints, is back. Uh, and,
3: and, and, and you know what, Hoss? Uh, we talked uh, uh, last night. We were doing the second guess at the Silver Slipper uh, with, with Mike Dettelier. And we had a Charger guess on. They said Will Clapp is doing outstanding. And that – now, he's not starting – but he's one of those, uh, the more you can do. Right, play a lot of positions. Uh, yeah, plug-and-play, so good for Will Clapp. Uh, boy, a great individual and a great opportunity for him with the Los Angeles Chargers.
2: And in his 13th season, and I'm, I'm going to get to a, a comparison here, or really a question, Chase Daniel out of Missouri now here's a guy. If I'd have told you, is if the, he still on a team, Hoss? Yes. Yes, he could <laughs> yes. be on a team for ten more years because he he does what he needs to do. He he's, he's going to come in. He's going to help the whoever that number three quarterback is. But you can plug him into pretty much anything. He's been on so many teams. He was behind Drew, and he's just you know thirteen years. So go back to when you retired, and I say look at these these guys now. That could just be backups right. for ten more years or eight more years. You're not going to take hits. Would you do
3: it? Well, I played till I was 37, uh, but my elbow was shot. Right. So, uh, and I tried to help develop like uh, the great Jeff George. Uh, what I mean by great Jeff George, I should say great arm. And uh, I tell you, he could throw the ball as well as John Elway. You might think I'm crazy. No. But I'm just talking about purely throwing the football, not playing quarterback, <laughs> just throwing it. And uh, but now. It's like, if you like Chase Daniel, uh, why not be a player, coach, coach, player? I think that's what he is. He's just getting paid as a quarterback. Yeah, (laughs) and and, and, and you know what's crazy also about that? Andy Dalton is outstanding to try and make Jameis Winston a better quarterback. Now, if he's called up on the play, I still think he has that ability to get it done.
2: Got to step aside. It's the Saints Hour Training Camp Edition on Community Coffee. New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Welcome back. Our final segment tonight here on the Saints Hour, our special training camp edition. And Bobby and I were just talking about Friday night because Saints and Chargers, it's your third preseason game. And Jeff Duncan so that we give proper credit because it was, I read a tweet of his that he had kind of alluded that maybe Dennis Allen might play some of the healthy regulars some now, what does that mean? I think here's what I the most important thing that, that Jeff said in that, and it's true. And he goes, you know what? You're damned if you do, and you're damned if you don't. If you don't play a guy, right. you don't, you know. But if you play him and he gets hurt, it's like, you know, what do you do? But at some point, we when we were talking you and I about does Jameis play? You want him to do exactly what Dalton did at
3: Houston. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah drive down, and
2: get out of the game, but. You know, but what if he doesn't? Is it two series, then three? now? I, I don't know.
3: I would play him. Once I, again, I, you're damned I, if you do. Yeah, yeah. The thing don't. is, I would play him because, simply because he's coming off of injury. And the last time he played in a real game, that was Tampa Bay, and he hurt his knee. So the first time he's going to get tackled or maybe get popped is going gonna, is gonna to be against uh, the Falcons in Atlanta when it counts. So I, I don't know. Maybe I just like, because I'm telling you, I played from 1982 to 97 and had to retrain myself every year to get hit. You might say, oh, we just remember last year. No, it's amazing. You go away a few months and you practice. They don't hit the quarterback in practice in the pros. It's not like in high school, college where everybody's live. So, no, you don't get hit until you're actually in a game. And uh, now in preseason games, they do hit the quarterback. So I would just would want – now, you want to avoid injury – but I don't. I don't. It's not like they got franchise money invested in Jameis, so it is the approach I, I would take. If they think Jameis is ready, then he's ready. I would think they would think he was ready for sure if he'd practice practiced against Green Bay. Did he practice on uh, against Green Bay on, on that Monday or Tuesday? No. No. That that. So to me. I he mean, was, he was there. No, no, he, he was, was there. He was pads on but, Wednesday. But if he was able to compete. Because he wasn't going to get hit there either. Because they had all those team um, reps, high-level competition. It didn't matter if he didn't play against Green Bay in the game. But him not playing, I, I, I would just want to see him, in theory, have a drive like Andy Dalton had against the Texans. I'm not saying you got to go five for five, but drive the team down and you score a touchdown. Maybe get a field goal. That, that, that That's all right. But just to get back in the ebb and flow that you could possibly uh, get hit. And let's say you say, oh, well, Bobby, what if they go three and out? Then I'm putting them back out there. I'm putting them out there. I'm not saying you played them the whole first half, but you want them to have some uh, uh, measure of success and have a sustained drive so you can parlay that into the first game going to Atlanta. That's why, to me, it's just, I don't know, rolling the dice. You can go either way because of Dan if you do, damned if you don't, like you were saying, Hoss. But to me... Uh, The last time he played in a real game, it was against Tampa Bay in the Dome. So you're telling me the next uh, time he's going to play in a real game is at Atlanta, division opponent? And, uh, okay, now you might say, well, wouldn't you think in theory that would be a cheap shot, but I would not put it past anyone? All of a sudden, I'm just rushing the passer. And all of a sudden, uh, uh, because what what it could be, it could look very legit, not in today's standards, but what if he just out of control and I'm I'm, I'm gonna hit him low? Uh, you understand what I'm saying? Because yeah, now of course. you can't hit. That's get,
2: that's the dilemma.
3: You can't hit a quarterback too low. You can't hit him too high. You gotta hit him between the waist and the shoulders. I'm just saying. I can I I can see. Uh, the Atlanta defensive line, in the meeting room, and, and, and they some son of a guns now. They out there. Like If James is in there, we're going to give him the business and, and show, okay, welcome back to coming back from your injury in the NFL. And you might say, oh, that that's hardcore. Well, with the NFL, it's a – Yeah, but go that,
2: that's going to happen whether he plays Friday or not. Right, right. right? It, it, <laughs> that's exactly. going to happen from Atlanta see, whether he plays Friday yeah, or not. Yeah, to see
3: how he's. I just right. think uh, that the way – maybe they're different today, that, that but I would just want – from a confidence standpoint, to be able to, uh, even though it doesn't count, to be able to get back in the ebb and flow of actual game where I might get hit, you might not. And you know what? The coaches can control how they call plays. You do running plays, you do a screen, right. or you do <sighs> something that you can control. Not like okay, we throw in a right. bomb, just bootleg to the right and yeah, make yeah, sure you yeah, got yeah, some yeah. space. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know, like it. not like okay, we, we throw in a deep post or a go route. You got to hang in there. And, and maybe take the hit and make the throw. No, we're not going to put him in that kind of situation.
2: Saints and the Chargers, 3 o'clock to 5 o'clock. Steve Geller and Jeff Nowak, 5 to 7. It's Bobby and Christian. Countdown to kickoff. Deuce and I will take over at 7 o'clock. Caesar Superdome. Thank gosh we're on, at home and not on the road. Thanks for listening, everyone. It's been the Saints Hour, a special training camp edition here on the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Bobby, thank you.
3: All right, bon the week Good night, people. they go Saints!